You are listening to Global Chat Radio, streaming from Stuart Hill here in Western Australia, and Julie Evans, our guest presenter, is having an interview with Shane Nicholson, singer-songwriter from New South Wales. This is Julie, and on the mobile phone with me today is Shane Nicholson, who is a singer-songwriter from New South Wales. Shane has been in the music industry for three decades, and recently he released a new single called And You Will Have Your Way. It is taken from Shane's album Living in Colour, which was released on the 20th of August. Shane has won multiple awards, including three arias, 11 Golden Guitar Awards, two opera awards, and at the 2021 Golden Guitar Awards, he won Song of the Year for The High Price of Surviving. And you will hear that song later in the interview. Meanwhile, Shane will speak about his music after we have listened to the song called And You Will Have Your Way. Hello, Shane, and welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and it's such an honour to be able to speak with you today. So where are you located right now? I'm actually at home on the central coast of New South Wales, so it's a little north of Sydney. Uh, and we're currently in, you know, extended lockdown at the moment. So just waiting it out like everyone else. But it's not a bad place to be locked down. It's near the ocean and everything like that. So great, eh? Well, it's actually... To be honest, lockdown for me is kind of normal. Like I, 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 my studio, I live above my studio, and I pretty much live in lockdown most days anyway. Like I, I just go up and down the stairs <laughs> of the studio, and that's kind of how I live most of my life. So I'm not really noticing a huge change 
in uh, my day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. And let's talk about that song that we've just heard, You Will Have Your Way. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about the song, you know, the story it tells and what sparked its creation? Well, <clears throat> the song is, is kind of about how there's two parallel... Uh, it feels like sometimes I'm living two parallel lives at the same time. And one is that um, as I get older... I'm becoming more and more cynical about the world and, 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 and where it's going. And, you know, as a parent, and um, I, I, I come, I, I, my displeasure or distrust of the wider world increases. But yes. inversely proportional to that is uh, my growing sense of community, you know, with my, my close friends. And I have a pretty small circle of close friends and, and, um, and family and, that the, the importance of fostering that is is kind of becoming more and more apparent to me as I get older as well. So um, that's become kind of my shelter as I find the other part of me gets more cynical. And uh, and you know it's um so I guess the song is kind of um it's 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 sort of just a, a little bit of a a foray into my mind I guess at the moment and, and how I'm finding the world you know as a middle-aged dad trying to make records and have a career yeah. well you seem to be wrestling with yourself you're grappling for meaning even really and it starts with ain't it hard to believe in love when you're on the ground and spitting blood I mean that's a very powerful image Shane isn't it <laughs> yeah well actually and the reason I wanted that first on the record is that it, it, it references my last album which was called Love and Blood yes yes. so it kind of it's like a continuation of the story of the last record in a way um, and yes yes it's powerful <laughs> it's pretty heavy it, it, I mean I make no bones about it I I always make records that are pretty heavy <laughs> but I don't see a point in making them if they're not honest and true and, and serving some kind of purpose for me you know to it's not just about the uh, the end result for me. It's not a means to an end. It's it's about the process. And once I'm finished making a record, I've gone through my process. That's when everyone else gets to hear it for the first time. But I'm kind of done with it. You know, like my process is the making of it, the writing of it, the creating, and and then then it's finished for me. You know, it's a so it's a very weird concept, really. When when something's brand new for everybody else and it's um, it's something I've been sitting in and stewing on for two years and then you hand it over and it, it's just sort of a relief that comes with it yeah, in a way, yeah. like a cathartic kind of um, release, you know. Would it be that you're documenting your bafflement about life? It's that way of, of making a document about it. So ultimately life will take you where it wants, It's but you feel tossed around, you're bobbing in the ocean and... and Honestly, I think you generally believe that life's pretty aimless. Is that right? <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> like it, it really does, you know, and that's okay. I think I think everyone probably has those moments, and I I often feel like I'm struggling to find meaning, you know, in in all sorts of things, you know. But I think maybe that's part of the human condition, and yeah. that's what I like to write about. You know, because it makes me feel better yeah. when I write about it, yeah. um, and it actually gives it purpose. Then, yeah, and you've documented it basically with a song. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's almost like um, keeping a journal, which yes. I'm terrible at. You know, because <laughs> I'm terrible at consistently doing that. But 
I've noticed over the years that all my albums have become my journals in a way, and I can I can sort of be transported back to the person I was with each album, you know, at that time. So yeah, I, I like that about it. Yes, yeah. Well, look, your melodies are really beautiful and they have a sense of optimism and no matter what, you can't deny that optimism when the melodies are there. Yeah, well, I've, mm. I mean, I've made a career out of dressing up some very sad <laughs> songs in happy-sounding <laughs> melodies. It's, 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 I find it's a great way to deliver the sucker punch, you know. <laughs> it's the wolf in sheep's clothing kind of uh approach to making music yeah but it certainly works i can see that in your work definitely Mm. oh thanks yeah well your lyrics are meaningful and haunting and soulful like we said so does songwriting come easily to you um it yes and no i mean i don't try to write as so much these days it i'll just um I don't, I don't write as often as I used to. I think maybe that's just life, you know, changing and um, being busy with other things. And, and I spend most of my time producing other artists, to be honest. So, you know, even though I only release one of my own albums every couple of years, I'm, I'm making a dozen or so every year for other people. So um, finding time to write myself is a little bit more challenging these days. Um, but when I do find time, I can pretty much, I think I've gotten to the point where I can pretty much turn it on and off like a tap. Um, I don't have to, you know, sit around and wait for inspiration as such. I can kind of get it moving. It just takes a bit of elbow grease, you know. Yeah, so where do you look to for inspiration? Do you have any specific things that you look for? No, not really. I, I do, one thing I've done forever is carry a notebook in my back pocket and I've, well, now it's become my iPhone, but I've gone back to... A physical notebook because I've accidentally washed too many iPhones in my jeans pockets and lost all of my songs. Oh, that happened no. so many times to me. So I've gone back to old school having a little book in my back pocket because I'm more aware that it's there than uh, for some reason than my phone. I, I just care little for my phone. So I've <laughs> I, I kept putting it in the washing machine. So I've lost a lot of songs over the years, but I'm philosophical about that. I think maybe they, were, yeah. they weren't meant to be, you know. Well, let's keep on talking about songwriting because you've found that the Song Club is very helpful. And for the benefit of the listeners, this is an online community set up by the Nashville-based expat, Sam Hawksley, and here songwriters are required to post a new song each week. So how do you find that particular restriction? I, well, to be honest, I found it quite a lot of pressure and that's why I'm not part of it anymore. I, but I got... You know, we we all seem to have, um, everyone that was in it has seemed to kind of needed to take a break from yes. the weekly pressure <laughs> and and, and they've stepped away and other people have taken our spots and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll come back and we'll recycle. But it was a great experience because uh, it was actually during the first kind of series of, uh, you know, COVID stuff happening here and we went on the road. I normally go away to write. That's my, that's my thing I, I i usually go somewhere that i'm quite isolated and i can spend some time to just be self involved and self-absorbed and and just write songs and that's normally what i do but i couldn't do that because of um the fact that we, we weren't allowed to travel and there wasn't anywhere to go so i was stuck at home and i find it really hard to write at home because i work at home so often and um it was song club that really 
got the gears going. That's that's what it was. And I was just forced to write every week, like everyone. And sometimes they were really actually most of the time they were really fast because I'm a I'm a crammer from way back in high school. You know, I leave everything to the last minute and study really hard the night before the test, you know. So a lot of my songs were submitted as they were written, you know, at, at literally the 11th hour, 11 o'clock before the midnight cutoff every week. And because um, Sam, Sam is a lovely guy, but he's a pretty hard taskmaster. He, if you missed, if you missed the deadline, you were out of the group. You know, so everybody was <laughs> nervous that no one wanted, no one wanted to be kicked, kicked out of the group. No, so no, you had to submit something. But what it did was force me to write really quickly. And consistently, and I think it's about there's about four or five tracks on this record that were written for Song Club. Yeah, that so, was what I was going to ask um, you. Yeah, so some of those songs from your album uh, are from the Song Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 At, at least four or five, and they they kind of got me. Well, they really got the record rolling, you know, and um, because I just wasn't really feeling like I wanted to write at the time, and it, and it was actually. To be honest, it was kind of like a, a pain. I was like, oh, no, I've got to write another song for Song Club this week. And I'm, it was annoying in, in a way, you know. But it really got me going. And, and yeah, it formed four or five songs from this record and got it happening. So I owe it all to that, really. Um, and, it, and it's been good for everyone. Like, uh, there's the whole album of that Felicity and Josh have made. Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham made a whole record called The Song Club and every song on that record was written in The Song Club. So it's been good for a lot of us, I think. Pillar post The things we hold dear can hurt us the most It's just the price of surviving we pay For sticking it out through Let's get back to You'll Have Your Way. It's one of three singles released before the upcoming album called Living in Colour. And the album has 13 songs. Could you tell the listeners a bit about that album, please, Shane? Well, I call it the accidental album because I was just doing it in, you know, every spare moment I had over the course of a couple of years. And I was spent most of the time working on records for other people, producing records, which is, you know, my real love. And... I would just kind of turn to my own album at the end of long sessions. So I would do an hour here, an hour there, late at night, early morning, just just in and around other daily life and working. So it, I wasn't really conscious of the album being made. It was it was sort of very incremental, and weirdly, it kind of just ended up finished at some point, you know. And I thought, oh, this is kind of done. This is an album. <laughs> so. It, I think of it like an accident. Ah, right. Well, you've stated that you have faith in the new generation who won't accept the same lies and lines from those in power. And you bring it home with the words, the kids don't hear your voice because they don't own a radio. In other words, they're right out of your league. But this is a really <laughs> this is a really powerful observation, isn't it? I mean, something small like a radio demonstrates that that it, there's no doubt that the world has changed and it will keep on changing. Youth will take over and hopefully on a different path, and that's what you're hoping for, isn't it? Your most hopeful thing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I want a better world for my kids to be, you know, growing into, and then. I think I think if if 
we're not creating a better world for every next generation, then what are we doing? We're, we're wasting our time. It should be better every time. It should be better every every time there's a new round of people coming through, it should be better for them, you know? And I feel like, uh, yeah, it's changing. We just have to adapt, you know? Um, and obviously technology changes and it changes. We've felt a lot of that in the music community because it's changed Oh, everything yes. about yeah. the way that we sell music now and the way that we um, have to try and forge a career or make a living out of that. It's changed everything and it's about adapting. But I think as humans on a wider level, I don't think my kids have ever heard a radio station in their life. Yes. You know, like they just they yes. wouldn't they wouldn't know that the radio is really a thing, you know. <laughs> um I, I still love it. So let's pause now, Shane, and listen to another song from your upcoming album. And this song is The High Price of Surviving, and this won the 2021 Song of the Year Golden Guitar Awards. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about this song before they hear it, please, Shane? Uh, well, this was a, a song I wrote um, with, with a young guy from Queensland called Leon Milner, who's a really uh, young, new songwriter on the scene, and he's incredibly talented. Um, and I wrote it at the DAG, which is a sheep station in Nundal, not far from Tamworth. And every year I go there to tutor young writers uh, in a songwriting camp. Is that right? Is it called the DAG? It's called the DAG, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so is it, well, it was a sheep station. Now it's a, you know, like a function centre and... Um, and every year we go in uh, Felicity that I mentioned, Felicity Urquhart and, uh, and Kevin Bennett and a whole bunch of other, um, you know, artists go every year and we tutor young songwriters and co-write with them. It's, it's a songwriting camp, I guess. And this song was written as one of those songs. It was just a after breakfast one morning song, you know, and um, it just wouldn't go away. I, I, I loved it and um, I had to record it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. The things we hold dear can hurt us the most. It's just the price of surviving we pay for sticking it out through another day. But it's better than taking the other way. I bury myself in cigarette ash I draw the curtain, there ain't much to see The world moves along and forgets about me It's just the price of surviving we pay For sticking it out through another day But it's better than taking me other way You are listening to a discussion with Shane Nicholson, who is a singer-songwriter from New South Wales. Shane has been in the music industry for three decades. Recently, he released a new single called And You Will Have Your Way. 
It is taken from Shane's album, Living in Colour, which was released on the 20th of August. Okay, so the title of the record, The In Colour, came at the very last minute. There was a song, oh, there is a song on the record that was written for Song Club yes. called uh, Where in the World, and I had recorded it, and it was done. But then right at the last minute, I had this flash, I don't know, maybe of inspiration or whatever you want to call it, but I, I wanted to rewrite one of the verses. So I rewrote it at the very last minute as I was recording it, and it threw up the line, uh, living in colour. And as soon as it threw that line up at me, I knew that that, straight away I knew that was the title. It's, it's kind of how it happens for me. You hear something and you think straight away, that's the title. That sums up this record and it's just, that's the perfect thing. And and it was kind of an accident again. Like it just came as, as writing, rewriting the lyrics. And yes. The title just fell in my lap. Well, it's an optimistic name, isn't it? Living in colour. It is a little bit, yeah. I mean, in context of the song, where it comes from, it's it's not exactly sure. You're not sure as a listener whether it's optimistic or not. It's, it's sort of teetering um, on a knife's edge. But I thought it was great to frame the record in that optimistic uh, tone by using that as a as a title. So it's, it's sort of ambiguous, do you think? Maybe, yeah. Well, it's a bit more ambiguous in the song, certainly. Um, well, it, because it's a uh, that song that it comes from, where in the world is a it's a late night musing, trying to get my song club uh, edition across the line at the you know the last minute. Yes. And I think, yeah, I think often those late night musings at a piano lead you to be. Uh, writing those kinds of songs. Okay. Well, you have your own production studio in the central coast of New South Wales, as you said earlier. So with the production of Living in Colour, did you have a team that, that helped you in your production process or did you do it mostly by yourself? Well, this one was kind of mostly by myself, which was just, you know, situation-led. It was because we weren't allowed to travel and I was stuck at home working most of the time doing production because we couldn't tour yes. uh, as musicians and, and so touring had kind of closed up in the COVID fallout and so I was working at home a lot making records and I ended up doing a lot of this myself and not really with my usual team but I still had them involved because technology now you know is so great that I, I still had the drummer in my band playing drums on this record up in the Blue Mountains and then emailing me the drums yes. and then I would I would work on that song and then I would email it to, you know, Matt Fell, my good friend and past producer, and he would do some stuff and then send it back. And I had things coming from, you know, all quarters of the globe and that's what's great about technology. So there's still other people involved. There's still a team on this record, but it was a very isolated, insular kind of project for me, yeah. The launch of your album will be a tour from August the 20th to the 4th of December in New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, Canberra and South Australia. <laughs> you must be looking forward to it, are you? 
I am. I'm, my fingers are crossed the, uh, for how much of it will actually happen because it's, you know, it's already kind of looking shaky at, at, at the front end of it because of uh, the restrictions on travel yes. and, and live shows. So, so the tour is all up in the air at the moment and we're frantically rescheduling shows left, right and centre. But I am excited. Mm, yeah. I'm excited to be on the road and play yeah. music. To get so away again, from home, yeah? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, to get away from the introverted life that you live, really, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, just to take the songs out on the road and see people again, you know, and remind ourselves while we're making music, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hanging out for that. Yeah, you must be looking forward to seeing what the audience feels about your songs. Always, yeah. always with a new album. That's something you're really looking forward to every time you go on the road with a new record. Yeah. So, if you live such an introverted life in that uh, studio of yours, going out and 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 presenting your songs externally and and on a tour, particularly, it must be exhausting. Well, funnily enough, it, it kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> that that introvert thing where it depletes you, your your energy. It takes a lot more energy to do those kinds of things than it would for somebody who's more naturally extroverted. Yes, it definitely does. That's a it's a it's a process that you have to build yourself up for yes. and get match fit, you know, every time you go on the road. And um and the other thing I've learned over the years, I've been touring for a long, long time now and I've learned that you have to find ways to regenerate and re energize yourself in the between moments, you know, when you're on tour. So you need to find a time for yourself. If you if you're that way inclined, you know that that it's overwhelming. It's good to find an hour every day where you can sit on a beach or walk somewhere just on your own and recharge. Well, I'm reminded that you said earlier in this interview that you are reaching out to family and relationships and friends. That doesn't really come with you when you're going on tour. It's it's all new. It's all upfront. It's all sparkling. It's supposed to, you're supposed to be charismatic, and you may not feel like it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm fortunate though because when I do go on the road, I usually take my whole band or parts of my band. Oh, even good. If it's a stripped down performance, and they're my band. Aren't, aren't just my band. Like they're my very close friends, and have been for you know decades. And it's a there's a nice comfort in that as well, you know. So when you're away from your family and missing that home life, yes, I, I, I have the reciprocal of that, which is my, you know, my close musical connections on the road with me, and and we get to share that experience together. So I'm very lucky in that sense. Yeah. Twenty bucks in, lay your hand down, waiting for the queen and coming unwound. Will you also be appearing at the Denny Ute Muster, which is an event held between the 1st and the 2nd of October. So can you tell us about this festival and what your part is in it? Uh, well, the Denny Ute Muster is like a staple on the touring calendar. It's always an awesome show to play. I've played it a bunch of times in the past. I've also seen some of my favourite shows there over the years from other people um i remember seeing james rain there once years ago and and just you know i've seen james rain many times but seeing him at denny ute must have playing in front of this young country crowd with all of his hits it was an amazing meeting of 
two different worlds and and it just was so spectacular you know <laughs> and I, I have really fond memories of that festival and um and it's really diverse which i like you know it covers musically quite a wide spectrum of genres and and the crowds are always there for I'm ready to have fun. It's, it's just always an amazing... It sounds amazing. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listeners, check it out on Denny Utemuster, all one word, .com.au. Denny Utemuster, .com.au. I'll have my whole band there. The General Waste will be there with me and we'll be armed with a whole bunch of new songs and old songs and, yeah, we can't wait. Let's finish up now, Shane. Could you let our listeners know your contact details so they can purchase your music? Well, the easiest way to get to me is just through my website, <clears throat> which is shownicholson.com, and it's got links to every other page that I have, every social media, merchandise, records, music, everything. It's all on my website, and that's, that's the easiest way to navigate it. So um, shownicholson.com. Uh, let's listen to Harvest on Vinyl. And this is the other single that you released from your new album, Living in Colour. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about this song too, please, Shane? This was also a song club song. Uh, and the idea came from the realization that um, I had just recently rebought Neil Young's Harvest album on yes. vinyl that I had when I was a kid. You know, my my mum had, and I I had it as a kid, but I had to rebuy it as an adult somewhere in my life it, over the years got waylaid. But I, I had to pay fifty dollars to buy the thing <laughs> back. You know. And, and it made me think about how important that record's been over the years as a soundtrack, you know, to my life in a way. It's been there forever and um, so that's that's what the song is. It's actually less about Harvest as a, as a record and more about um, growing up and getting older, I guess, and life changing. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being on our show, Shane. It's been lovely talking to you. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh. Well, good luck with that beautiful music and those melodies, hey? Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. been listening to a discussion with Shane Nicholson, who is a singer-songwriter from New South Wales. Shane has been in the music industry for three decades. 
Recently, he released a new single called And You Will Have Your Way. And that is taken from Shane's album, Living in Colour, which was released on the 20th of August. Music 